Hey mama, if you're anything like me, you may have never wanted to be a mom. And maybe along with that, you experienced some birth trauma. I get it. I did. I never wanted to be a mom either. And that's why I created this just for you. So follow along on this journey as I share with you my real life experiences and tips and tricks and all the things to help encourage and empower you along the way. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. Sayla is unfortunately not here with me today and it's so weird kicking off the episode without her. <laughs> her little hi, bye. <laughs> if you've heard the previous episodes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but last week I took an intentional episode off. I didn't give you a forewarning, so I do apologize, but I am happy and excited to be back at it and serving you. Tuesday and Wednesday last week was the Virtual Birth Trauma Summit. So if you missed that, oh my goodness, it was incredible. And all of the speakers just had immense valuable information. So if you missed it, don't worry. We are going to be releasing a recording of it that will be available to you very soon, but we are working out the details with that, so stay tuned for that info. But today, we are going to be diving into identity because, I said that kind of funny, identity, (laughs) because the last few episodes have been all about, you know, our core identity in Christ and everything stemming from that and kind of rediscovering and reclaiming yourself after birth trauma. With that, you know, when there's that spiritual disconnect, you don't really know who you are anymore as a woman and all those sorts of things, right? But I really wanted to hone into what is identity, really, because I think that it's become such a cliche thing that I really wanted to help to create clarity in this space for you because even myself, like, I was in that zone of like, I don't know who I am really. What is my identity? Like I'd ask those questions because you hear it all the time, but I didn't know exactly what it meant. So let's jump into what creates identity. So it's the way you think about yourself or describe yourself, whether that's negative or positive, right? And we'll get into that. It's the characteristics that define you. And it's the meaning you give roles or titles in your life. But here's the caveat to that. Too often, we automatically attach our roles or our our titles to who we are, even if they don't really align with our passions, who we are inside, who God created us to be. Now, that's not to say, for example the role and title of mom. That's not to say that because you don't want to be a mom, you should just push that off to the side and forget about it. No, what I'm saying is that that does not need to be your main focus in the sense of your main identity. That does not have to be the thing that describes you. I describe myself as a healthy, fit, holistic woman who is passionate about maternal mental health and fulfills the roles of mom, wife, friend, 
etc etc right so for me yes i do fill those roles those are priorities for me however they are not my defining identity hopefully that makes sense our identity includes our relationships our opinions and values our morals skills our gifts right that god has given us our beliefs basically everything that guides our daily choices and I wanted to touch on those beliefs real quick because there's this belief cycle that we need to become very aware of when we are rediscovering and reclaiming who we actually are. So the belief cycle consists of conscious thoughts that become our subconscious beliefs that lead to our action or our inaction that create our outcomes our outcomes or experiences, right? <clears throat> um, so... Basically, when we have, you know, the conscious thoughts that pop into our head, and usually, let's be real, those are limiting beliefs, or at least oftentimes. So maybe that's, I'm, I'm not enough. I'm a failure, right? And after a traumatic birth, these are things that easily come to mind because we feel like our bodies failed us. We feel like we failed our child. We feel like we weren't enough in those moments of, we feel like the whole experience made us less worthy, that maybe we don't have a purpose, we're not valued, like whatever that might be, right? So those thoughts became beliefs, subconscious beliefs that were ingrained in us. And most of our beliefs stem from when we were zero to seven years old. However, many, many times they stem from recent years or recent experiences like that birth trauma. And those beliefs become so solidified that we actually think they are true about ourselves, even if they're not. And when we have those subconscious beliefs, they create our action or our inaction towards whatever it is. So maybe that means we aren't caring for ourselves because we don't feel like we are enough, like we're a failure. So why does it matter? We're not nourishing or nurturing ourselves in any way, shape, or form, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or maybe we're letting one of those areas lack, right? Okay, mama, the struggle with rediscovering yourself after birth trauma is real, right? That's why I created a free seven-day virtual retreat for you starting Monday, June 14th to give you the exact five steps that I went through to create clarity and confidence through empowerment in rediscovering myself and reclaiming who I was. So I want to share that with you for free. So be sure to join the Facebook group that I will put in the show notes. Again, that's a seven-day free virtual retreat called the Faith Method Retreat, where you will learn the five steps to rediscovering and reclaiming who God created you to be with confidence. Or we are taking action sloppily or lazily or in the way that we feel fits that belief. And that creates our experience or our outcome of solidifying that we are those things that we really are not enough because we couldn't do it, that we really are a failure because there we go again, messing up again, right? Or there we go again, our bodies failed us again. 
right? Or we failed someone else. That those keep creeping in. And so then it becomes a solidified belief because we're like, well, you know, now see, I proved it to myself. Like this is who I am. This is what it is now. So we need to be really, really conscious and aware of this cycle. And often these limiting beliefs stem from a place of comparison, the shoulds, right? So when we're thinking back to our birth experience, it should have been a certain way. Our bodies should have done something a different way. We should have shown up differently. We should have all the shoulds or we should be grateful because our child is healthy and alive, whatever it is, right? Or maybe we should just get over it. All those things that aren't true, but we really, truly believe them to be real and true. And this is why we must embrace our core identity in Christ, right? I gave that analogy of a tree a couple episodes ago where the trunk is our core identity in Christ, right? And from there, all the branches are our roles, our titles in life, all those other parts of who we are and the meanings we give them, right? And then the leaves are the fruit or the purpose and fulfillment that comes from those roles within our identity. But we cannot be confident in who we are until we are confident in embracing our core identity, which is in Christ. Because he's gifted us, right? He has given us skills, each one of us unique gifts and skills. We were made uniquely. And we have individual unique likes and dislikes. We are not the same. We are not meant to fit the same mold. We have different passions that he's given us. But we cannot hone into those things, which do become, which are part of who we are until we embrace him. And you know what's amazing is when we're coming from a place of clarity in who God created us to be, once we hone into that and build that resilient mindset that allows us to overcome any obstacles that are thrown our way, that's when we can thrive in life and not just survive from a place of emptiness, right? Because I think we all know what that feels like. So I want to encourage you to be aware of your limiting beliefs, what they are. Become very mindful of your thoughts. What are you thinking? When are those things coming up for you and why? What's causing them to come up? And then I want you to identify the root of that. Try to go back to that zero to seven range when you were a child, right? When those beliefs were really ingrained in you. But if you can't, that's okay. Like, I struggle to do that. So I get it. Go back to recent years, recent experiences and encounters, and try to figure out where that belief set in, where it stemmed from. And then make a choice to either believe it and dwell there, stay stuck, or to confront it, right? That's what we want to do. We want to confront those limiting beliefs and replace them so we can move forward with truth. We want to replace them with actual truth in Christ. Going back to who God says we are, right? And that he loves us. He loves you. 
and that he does value you. So all those real truths. And be mindful of the comparison. You will see how much holding back from, or how much like when you're in comparison, that is causing you to hold back from your from being in integrity, from being the most authentic you that God created you to be. All your quirks included. We all have incredible quirks, skills, gifts that make us who we are, right? So when you fall into these traps of limiting beliefs, of comparison, all the shoulds, remember who God says you are, that he loves you unconditionally, and he wants you to trust him to work in and through you to allow you to embrace your full potential in him. So God gave us the power of choice, Mama. How will you choose to live today? Have an awesome rest of your Wednesday, and I can't wait to see you next week. You, Mama, you have the power to move forward. You have the power of choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to heal. You can choose to move forward.